0: I'm Jared,
1: and I'm Antasia,
0: and welcome to A Cup of Tea. Everyone's intelligence has been shaped by distinct personal experiences. If you're curious to shed light on both humanity's collective and intimate truths, then take a seat with an open mind and full glass as we examine reality through the blurry lens of our own individual perspectives. Have an ice-cold sip while we talk about green flags. It wasn't even that long ago, love, that we were sitting on the same couch talking about red flags to wrap up 2023. And here we are kicking off 2024 with our episode on green flags. We have chosen to focus on the positivity going into this new year and embrace some of the traits and behaviors that we think deserve raising that green flag, raising it high, because there are behaviors that you want to see in people. There are behaviors that are ones that you want to model your own actions off of. And once again, just like I was with red flags, I am so incredibly lucky to be joined by my one and only, my love, Antasia. Thank you for coming back on the pod.
1: Uh, Per usual, thanks for having me.
0: Of course. And I I know that this is a topic that is top of mind of both of us. Mm -hmm. Because we, again, we did our episode on Red Flags. We were really calling out a lot of things that we don't like to see in people. Actions, behaviors. A lot of it was manipulative tactics and centered around very, I guess, selfish points of view. And then beyond that, we even had some Black Flags that we alluded to, which who knows, maybe at some point, we'll do a Black Flags episode, and we'll get into like really some of the dire stuff there. But we did want to take more of a positive note in this one and talk about Green Flags. So before we get started with our list that we each curated, do you have any initial thoughts on like why green flags are important to you or, or kind of like what your definition is of them?
1: Yeah, I would I mean, green flags are very important because, again, we all, we all know what our red flags are. So if you have red flags, then you obviously have green ones. To me, a green flag is just kind of like a good, a good omen or virtue or just that little voice in your head that's like, oh, that's, that's, that's good, like that mm-hmm. that person is a good person or that's a good thing that they do or, oh, that's so great of them or they have a great personality. It's almost like just like a little, a flag, if you will, like whenever you're engaged with a person, whether, again, a relationship or like a friendship. Um,
0: they could literally be engaged.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, you know, there's things about that person that you like that, you know, sets you off in a good way. Those are green flags.
0: And we've talked about actually like personally not on the mic but in the context of dating like that's typically a term that you hear thrown around Mm -hmm. when people are talking about people they're dating oh what are their red flags what are their green flags right yes and what's the old adage red light stop green light go so red light do not pass go do not collect two hundred dollars but if it's green light then you're pretty much free to carry on pass go around collect that two hundred dollars so yeah It's important to, I think just as a human being, it's really important to be able to recognize both. And again, everyone's individual lists are going to be different. Our list is probably different than yours seeps. And I think you just kind of have to find it within yourself. What are some of your red flags? What are some of your green flags? And especially like today, we're focusing on green flags. So think about what are positive behaviors that you do like to see in people? What are behaviors that... When you observe them, you want to associate with this person, whether it's like a friendship or a romantic partner or some other type of relationship, and just really reflect on that and make sure that you're making healthy choices in your life. Because I think the reason why we want to do this series on red flags and green flags and so on is we just really want people to understand that it's so important to make healthy decisions in your interpersonal relationships and be able to pick up on those behaviors. So I think because you started off last episode, I'm going to kick things off Mm -hmm. for green flags today. And I will say that this is probably my biggest green flag. It is people who are always present. Mm -hmm. And I say that because one of the most foundational pieces of advice I ever hear from people in just a lot of different arenas, it could be parenting, it could be being a good professor, being a good leader, especially, like some of the most important roles in society, we're always told those people are most impactful when they were when they are present, when they are here in the moment in the here and now. And it's something that's not always easy to do. But I think that people that just always show up mm-hmm. and are always present for the people that they serve, the people that they support, that is so incredibly important. And I think that anybody that makes the effort to show up deserves your attention.
1: I agree with that. Because that's something that you actively have to do, like, is be present. That requires, like, an effort. So, yes, I completely agree that it's a, that's a green flag. My first one would be... Um, An active listener. Um, You want someone who you can talk to, and it's very clear that they're listening to (laughs) you, and not just like you know, like uh behind their way through the entire conversation. Versus asking questions or like, oh my gosh, really? Wow, what did you think of that? Or oh my gosh, yeah, I've heard of that place. Or like, what? That's crazy. Like, tell me more. I'm so interested. Like, just. Simple banter back and forth, but you want someone you want to feel like you're not talking to a wall, especially when that person is like your partner right. or someone you're interested in, because you want to make sure that there's someone you can talk to and confide in. So, if it's just like talking to a wall every single time, that's I'm not going to want to talk to you and tell you anything. And so, exactly, I think being a good partner and actively listening to your partner and just taking an interest in what they're saying, even if you could give two rats butts about it. Just take interest in the conversation. It goes a long way, and it's a very much a green flag if you can sit and actively listen to whatever your partner has to say.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm not just going to head nod through this whole podcast, everything you say. I'm going to actually listen to it and digest it. So,
1: Green flag for you.
0: It's important. And I think we've been together for almost eight years, so seeps
1: mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: being in a long-term committed relationship. It takes being an active listener. It's really important. And I also think that you can tell that through someone's body language and inflection, too, that like there's a big difference between like, "Wow, really? That's crazy," versus, "Oh, that's
1: crazy."-hmm. <laughs> oh, wow." Oh, okay.: Exactly. So just, again, it's, it's really easy to just listen and just provide feedback in the conversation.
0: Yes. Absolutely. So the next one I am going to say is sets clear boundaries. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I think this one is also just so key for any individual because life is hard and people are constantly throwing challenges your way, new obstacles, whether it could be work, it could be family, it could be just some kind of personal struggle. And sometimes, like, you're not able to set a boundary, mm-hmm. right? It could be a situation where you feel boundaryless. And I think that's actually why setting boundaries for problems that you can establish boundaries, it's so important. Because if you don't have any boundaries in place in your life, people are going to walk all over you. People are going to make you the problem solver for everything and everything's going to be a priority and everything's going to be dumped in your plate and you're going to have to deal with everything all at once, but you can't be everywhere all at once. You know, you're only a a human being. So you have to go to those people in your life, especially your romantic partner and be like, listen, like I, like I need a minute. Mm -hmm. I, I need a minute or I I'm not into this or I don't like this. And like not going so far to be a people pleaser that you're disservicing yourself and you're burdening yourself because then that's when you get to burnout and you start to resent your partner and then it, everything just spirals into a chaotic cesspool.
1: Well, yeah, I mean you can't be genuine to yourself if you don't set your own boundaries and if you're not genuine to yourself, then you can't be genuine to your partner. So yes, we all have boundaries and things that are just our hard lines in the sand, and you should be able to you should be able to draw them for yourself. And your partner respect them? Certainly. Uh, my next green flag is someone who is very open and clear about their feelings. Um, it's very 2024. Good. We don't have time for the high school, you know, <laughs> like, oh, I don't know. And mm, I'm not sure if, you know, I could see myself with you for this long and blah, 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 blah. All the games that people like to play. We don't have time for that. At, at this point, it's what are we? What are we doing? What's the future look like? And if that's not on a forward-moving trajectory, then this is done. So if, if when you have someone who can set that clear kind of path of what what they're feeling and what's the kind of purpose of the relationship, that's what you want. So it's like, yeah, I I really like you. I'm only seeing you. Let's be exclusive. Let's call this relationship. You're my girlfriend. You're my boyfriend. And let's see where our future goes. That's what that's what we're doing this year. We're not Yeah. We're not playing the, <laughs> you know, what could it be game. Like this is what it is. This is what I'm saying it is. Do you agree? Yes. Great. Let's move forward together. That's a green flag and that that's what we're doing from here on out.
0: So many people are caught up in the chase, aren't they?
1: Yeah, but like it's not high school. Like it was cute back then. Like, oh my gosh, what are we? Like, no. Like literally, <laughs> like what is this? I don't have time to waste. Time is expensive nowadays. So Especially in
0: this economy. Like,
1: what are we doing? (laughs) Because I'm not going to waste my time on you. So what are we doing? Either yes or no, so I can either move forward alone or find someone else who I can move forward with.
0: Yeah. And, you know, really analyzing that green flag, I think it just boils down for me to two fundamental aspects, honesty and respect. Mm -hmm. Because you need to be honest and forthcoming about how you feel about this person. You need to respect their time in their agency. I think that all too often we like as a species treat other people like Mm pawns of sorts. And it's a very egocentric effort to try and almost milk time out of somebody and kind of taking your time to figure things out, but not doing it in a mature way. So definitely the green flag is when you respect people's time, you're honest with them. And you set that expectation right from the outset of right away how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I know it's 2024, and this really shouldn't be a surprise for anybody, but I'm going to throw it out there anyways. Values diversity. Oh, well, yeah. People, (laughs) this includes race and sex and any protected class, if you will. Again, it's 2024. I really have a hard time believing, even as the host of this podcast, that we still have to talk about this that people just don't understand that inherently like we need to value our differences with still retaining respect for other people mm-hmm. i think that's the most important thing that you know it's not necessarily like we need to treat each other like we're entirely different species and again all go our separate ways but we need to work together while still realizing that we're not all the same, we all don't speak the same language. We don't look the same way. We don't all behave the same way, but as long as we have that foundation of respect and we value each other for our differences, we actually collectively are much stronger. And that's just something I've always found incredible with humans is that we are so incredibly diverse Mm -hmm. for a species, like just skin color, hair type personalities, languages, like all the languages are spoken across the world, all the cultures. And yeah, not all behaviors are around the world are good. But I think we bring the best out of each other when we truly learn from each other. And I think that's how we build a stronger, better world. Like people hate globalization for some reason. It makes our world stronger. People don't like diversity because they think that we're cherry picking. Look, it just makes things stronger. It really does. Like, are, do you really think that you're going to have as sound of a decision on a policy if you have five white men making a decision versus maybe a mixture of like male and female and different races and different cultural backgrounds? Like, you see what I mean? Like, we all bring something to the table, and I think it's about time we recognize that.
1: Well, that's a concept that you, know, you might want to take to Congress or something because clearly they need some pointers. <sighs>
0: But Lord, it's going to take an act of Congress to get people to value diversity like we need to. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm sure you agree. It's like, it, it's about time. Oh, yeah. Be an ally.
1: But, so another one for me, I would say, is someone who actively makes time for you. Bingo. We're all very busy. We're all very busy people, and time is very scarce. <laughs> but there's still time to make time for your partner Um, with, you know, kind of the newish term, if he wanted to, he would. And that Mm -hmm. means he, she, they, whoever. Um, If they wanted to, they would. So there's no excuses for, oh, I didn't check my phone or, oh, sorry, I just, I was busy and, you know, I'm on red for six to eight hours of the day. That's, we're not, we're not doing that. (laughs) Um, Someone who makes time for you. So someone who can actively Plan a date or take some time out of the day to just check on you. Again, we're all busy working adults, but you know, every just couple hours. Hey, are you okay? What's doing good? Just checking in. Let me know if you need anything. Or hey, I'm gonna be in you know a presentation for the next three hours. So if you need me, let me know. Otherwise, I'll talk to you when I'm out. Just making time to speak to you. And then you know, hey, it's a weekend. You know, hey, I had a long week, but let's just grab breakfast Saturday morning. You know, then we can both get back to our busy days, you know, if you don't live together. But if you live together, you know, re- in a relationship with this person, then it's just, again, before bed. Hey, let's talk, you know, how are things going? Um, oh, hey, I have a quick little date night planned. Or, oh, I'm going to order something in. Just making time to connect with your partner. That's a green flag because at the end of the day, it's you too. And yeah. so your time is kind of each other's time. And it just is something super simple and that could make the other person's, you know, like world that while they actually just want to spend some time with me. Um, It's a very overlooked quality, but it's Mm -hmm. much needed. So definitely a green flag when you have someone who really just wants to make time to spend with you. Oh, certainly.
0: I mean, that's honestly something that should be a lot more commonplace, Mm -hmm. right? Like just people making that effort I I wish that everybody had that. I really do. Like I do. It, it's just something that I feel like it, it's so special. Like even when we first started dating and just seeing how we established that communication from day one. Mm-hmm. And we always check in. We always check in with each other. And it's just so second nature. It's like breath. It's like breathing.
1: I know. Like there's people who have to like seek that out. Like, hey, like we haven't, you know, gone on a date in weeks. Like, hey, we haven't just laid in the bed or laid on the couch and talked and cuddled in weeks. Mm -hmm. Like you shouldn't have to go actively seek that out. That should be second nature in your relationship.
0: Right. Like we do some type of date every week. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how many seeps really know this, if any, but there's not been a day since we really started dating that Mm -hmm. we haven't talked in some way. Like yeah. whether it's over text, over Snapchat, email,
1: I would say FaceTime, even in person, even exchanged phone numbers. I think we've
0: maybe a day or two, maybe in the we very beginning, dating. but
1: I'll say maybe at least after our first date, probably.
0: Yeah, definitely after our first date, we've been consistent, and people probably ask like. Well, like when you're that close and you're communicating, you're checking in, like, don't you run out of stuff to talk about? And it's like, well, not really, because life doesn't stop. Like, I, that's how I look at it. Like, yeah. we know so much about each other in our personalities and what our interests are that we always see stuff that it's like, hey, I want to share this with you because I think it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, did you hear this news? And we can relate to it because we both love sports, we both love pop culture, and like, we're invested in obviously current events and things like that. So, it's just so easy to talk. And then we have a family. It's and like, yeah, our kids will definitely
1: <laughs> give us something to talk about. Our Bailey. kids are
0: headlines, people. <laughs> our kids are headlines. Trust me when I say that. So I feel like if we had nothing to talk about, like, just somehow they would give us something to talk about. Mm-hmm. I'm for sure about that. But, yeah, so it's just it's sad that not everybody has that because... It's so important, and I think that it just makes you feel so loved by another person. Mm -hmm. And if you're the person doing the checking in, you don't realize just how much it makes the other person feel loved and appreciated and special.
1: Yeah, it's a small gesture, but it goes a very long way.
0: And we all just want to feel special in our relationships. At the end of the day, like that's a big reason why people choose companionship.
1: Mm
0: So. All right, well, the next one I am going to go with, I think I'm going to kind of dovetail off of yours, and I'm going to say empathetic. And I say empathetic because I have a personal phrase. There's empathy and there's sympathy.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: In interpersonal relationships, I can't always sympathize with somebody else because sympathy is sharing an experience with somebody like if you and me are both hungry i can sympathize with your hunger Mm -hmm. because i'm also hungry but if you're giving birth (laughs) i'm never gonna be able to give birth you see what i mean so Mm -hmm. i can't have sympathy for your labor pains Mm -hmm. but i can have empathy Mm -hmm. i can give that emotional support in my own way and i think empathy is so like counterintuitive for us sometimes because we only see our experiences we see our perspectives And we don't just naturally think about putting ourselves in someone else's shoes and lending that emotional support and kind of really examining how they're feeling and trying to really put ourselves in that mental state. Obviously, it's never a perfect thing. You're never going to be able to exactly feel like what someone else is feeling. But if you make an effort to do that, you can give true empathy. You can be truly empathetic to somebody because... Now, like, I've taken a moment of pause, and I've appreciated your pain, I've appreciated your sadness, I've appreciated just whatever it is that you're going through. Mm -hmm. And I think that even I'll go a, a step further, I'll add on another green flag on top of that selflessness in general. Yeah, like just being a selfless person in a relationship, romantic or not, like, empathy is part of that. Because you're literally removing yourself from the equation, focused on other people. How can I serve them? How can I be of assistance? And man, the best partners are people that are empathetic and selfless because they are there for you. Yeah. And
1: that they is will true.
0: always make you feel special, to always give you your space, mm-hmm. healthy space to vent, to have open conversations, to listen, lend an ear. They're the people that they might hear stuff they don't want to hear, but they're there for you. They may not ever go through what you're going through, but they're there for you. Those two are essentially some of the biggest green flags that you can look for in a potential partner.
1: I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yes. You just want you want someone who's just there for you, especially in a male-female dynamic. Yes, there's going to be things that mainly the woman goes through especially if they choose to have children that the man just will not mm-hmm. go through it just point blank period so pregnancy and childbirth like we know that you know you guys aren't going to feel physically what we feel so yes right. we're like oh our back hurts our feet hurt everything hurts we just break down and cry all day Yes. No, you can't. But oh yeah, I, I I felt that too. You didn't. But be there for me. Just like yes. I understand it's okay. You can feel how you need to feel. Just tell me what you need me to do. Mm-hmm. That's all we need. I don't need you to just to pacify me like, "Oh, it's just, well, it's okay." Like, no, just give me the space to mm-hmm. whine and cry like I did both my pregnancies. <laughs> And let me get it out of my system, and then you just do whatever it is that I need you to do to make me feel better. So whether that's buy me some food or... I was just <laughs> going to say,
0: seeps, it's it's like I just put my hand on your shoulder and I'm like double-double with a shake and fries.
1: Usually a meal would fix it. Yeah. So if I was being mopey or sad or achy, usually some food or like a treat would get me through that moment. So that, that again, that's all we need is just, it's like I can't feel what you're feeling, but I feel for you. How can I help you navigate these feelings? And that
0: is literally the definition of empathy and selflessness in a nutshell. But always go animal fries. Oh, gosh. Always. Get
1: me hungry. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So then kind of bouncing back off of that, another green flag Mm -hmm. of mine is uh, someone who shares your same life values. Obviously, Mm -hmm. that is important for very obvious reasons. Like, you want someone who is literally on the same page as you. And sometimes people try to pretend as if, like, it'll change later. Like, oh, you know, yeah, like, I want kids, but he doesn't. But, you know, he might change his mind later. You know, four years later, nothing's happening. He's (laughs) he's still very firm. Now you're upset because you've wasted four years. You're four years older. You're seeing all these babies, and so now you're in a situation where it's like, okay, hey, do we break up, or do I just get pregnant and hope he catches on? And then it still doesn't work. Now you brought a real person into the world, and now it's not so easy to just leave. So you want to make sure that everyone's on the same page in the very beginning. So what is, again, that's things about your relationship. Personal values, those are also very important, just the way that you both see the world. You kind of want it to be through a similar lens, because Situations can arise where that's going to come to a head, and now it's like, yikes! Like I didn't know you actually didn't agree with me on this. That's kind of awkward because this is like an important issue we're having right now. So, right, you want to make sure everyone's on the same page and that your values are shared. Those are all very important conversations that you want to be having first, second date, like first date, really. What are life like? What are some important life values to you? These are the ones that are important to me. Let's see where we overlap. Hopefully, we don't differ too much on some. Where can we compromise? Um, so green flag when that person is very vocal about theirs and they're the same as yours because also you don't want to try to go in and change someone if their views not the same as you, it yep. might be time to to try someone else. But if yep. that all lines up, green flag.
0: I mean, I've heard the old joke about trying to get someone to convert religion just to yeah <laughs> get married to them and it's like, look, people are who they are who they are, and it's really hard to change something like religion because mm-hmm. that is like a core value system of an
1: individual. Yeah, and it comes with, there's a lot that comes with the back end because now, it's, you know, that person's family, the, their, their family's not going to change for you. So now no. you've exiled that one, not exiled, but kind of pulled that one person out of their family's religion into yours and now they have issues with their own family now. So there, it's a lot that comes with that.
0: Or with politics too. We've seen that with politics yeah. where it's like, I I think I've seen people argue that, like, oh, people on different ends of the political spectrum, like, they can be together and not have problems. And it's like, well, the more polarizing it gets, if they each get more polarized and they don't see eye to eye in anything, Mm -hmm. just like with religion. If you put, like, a a staunch Christian with an atheist or, like, a far right-wing conservative with a far left-wing liberal, like, you're not going to have a lot in common because religion... And politics are literally some of the most basal foundations of people's value systems. It doesn't necessarily have to be that way. It just happens to work that way in society because we, like, literally pledge our allegiance to these groups of people. And it's something that, it literally shapes
1: humans. Yeah, it does. So again, something as powerful as that you just want to make sure you both are on the same page because there's a person for everyone. So, hey... (laughs) if that person's not your vibe, there's probably someone with their vibe for them and someone with their vibe for you. So again, it just you want to get it out there early Mm -hmm. because the longer you try to ignore it and try to put it on the back burner, it's still burning. So (laughs) at some point, the smoke's going to start to fill and you're like, what is that smell? What's on fire? You need to just talk about it now. Yeah. Get it out the way.
0: You need to get a smoke detector or whatever metaphor there is for that in your own relationship to detect that. All right. So we're coming down to the home stretch here. My next one here is healthy relationships. So a big green flag when you're looking for a romantic partner or someone to have any sort of relationship with, examine their existing relationships. Do mm-hmm. they have healthy relationships or do they have toxic relationships? That's gonna tell you all you need to know, right there, seeps. Like if you start dating somebody. And you realize that their relationship with their mom and dad are really healthy and like their friends are really supportive and not backstabbing and they encourage healthy practices. They encourage this person to build their life how they see fit and create those boundaries and create that space. And then again, back to the parents, if their parents are supportive of the kids endeavors and what they want to do in their life, and then they grow up to be Like, really, like, independent adults that have a good head on their shoulders, Mm -hmm. that's a green flag, right? But if you start dating somebody and there's, like, this toxic form of attachment between this person and their mom or dad. Mm -hmm. Or, like, their friends are, like, constantly reinforcing bad behaviors, like Mm -hmm. going out and partying or just doing bad things or talking bad about people or doing things that are either going to impact that person's life negatively or impact their relationship negatively. Like that's something you want to stay away from. So a big time green flag is get yourself someone that has surrounded themselves with healthy, positive relationships. That I do agree with.
1: My last green flag is being with someone who does not need to be told what to do. Um this is mainly aimed at the man in the relationship, but it can also fly for a woman, whoever. Yes. Um just reading the room and knowing what to do and not being told. And it, it's some it's just as simple as forethought. So, you know, guy gets home first from work before his partner walks in the new house. It's a little stinky. Oh, let me just check the trash can. It's overflowing. Let me just take it out really fast. I doubt they're going to want to come home to Stinky track, Cause If I smelled it, they're going to smell it. Take the bag out really quick. Puts a new bag in. Or, oh, my partner's not really feeling the best today. Let me just kind of tidy up a little bit. Let me just kind of pick up the couple dishes in the sink, pick up the floors, straighten up the house. Again, small tasks. Versus just like laying around and then it's like oh, I, I didn't know that needed to be done. You didn't know you needed to put the dishes away? <laughs> They're, they're in the sink. You didn't know you need to take the trash out. It smells. Like, just not having yeah. to be told what to do. We are all adults who, for the most part, are living together and or on our own. You shouldn't have to be told what to do. And if you do, then we need to talk to mom, and mom or dad and see what's going on there. But yeah. just, you want a partner who is capable. I want to know that you can do things without me having to tell you, and that you can survive on your own without me having to tell you to do things. And even throwing if kids in the mix, like again, it's lunchtime. Kids should probably eat. Right, right, okay. Versus it, you know, rolling into that late afternoon. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know they're supposed to have lunch. Really, they're not plants. You you need to you know actively <laughs> feed them. So, um, just a green, just a big green flag is. If you're with someone who just takes the initiative, it's just initiative. It goes a very, 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 very long way, and it gets noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, and generally, people in the show you get rewarded. It's when you do good when you do good things by your partner, you get rewarded in whatever reward system you guys have. So date nights and you know gifts and being spoiled and splurges and all the things under the sun. So and just unconditional love back, like you know, hey. Good job. You know, you are worth having around. So that's all.
0: Pat on the back.
1: Just initiative people. Just do what you know needs to be done. If you have to walk by it and think about it for a hot second, do it. Yeah. That's all.
0: And again, I, I know no one is perfect. Like there are some times that like those things are gonna get missed, but I think more often than not, like just on average you have to show Yeah, on average. I'm not
1: saying give every it, single day. Like, okay, yeah. you got to make sure the sink is completely clean. That's unrealistic. But I'm saying just, like, the initiative. Yeah. Mostly when you know that if your partner's in a situation where they, if they're, if they usually do it or, you know, the slack is falling a little bit and you are able-bodied to be able to do something, do it. That's all.
0: But there is a problem where in a lot of like cisgender male-female relationships, there is a toxic dynamic where nothing, absolutely nothing gets done mm-hmm. by the cisgender male. Yeah. And it's it's something that's so crazy because, like, you and me have both seen so many of these women go to bat for their husbands and literally reinforce it because, like, that's who he is or that's the relationship mm-hmm. we have. that That's their yeah.
1: foundation. I know who I married. Like, that's not an excuse
0: (laughs) and it's like okay great whatever works for you but once you've made your bed you're sleeping in it forever so like you're never going to be able to change that it's like any kind of bad habit that you let someone forge like that's why even when you're like raising kids you have to like really think about the choices that you're making with your children like is this going to be something that could form a bad habit for them and if so how do I correct it how do I course correct here yeah,
1: it's 2024. We're not weaponizing incompetence That's anymore. The word we're for not. It. We're not doing that. So it's yeah. we're not letting men not change diapers and help out with the kids and do household chores just because he works or he just he doesn't know how. Make them learn. We have to learn how to do it. I think this there's this misconception that just women are born with this, all this knowledge of how to do things. Like there's some naturalness to it but we still have to learn you have to learn how to take care of a household and take care of children but men don't you know get that same grace they just assume that they don't know how to do it thus they don't have to do it but when single fathers do it mm-hmm. so yeah. that they have to learn how to do it the same way so we're just we're done with that we're done with you know oh he doesn't have to do this he doesn't have to do that no he does he does.
0: He's not exempt. He, like yeah. we say in a taxation He's sense. not exempt.
1: And also think of the example you're setting for your children, especially if you have both male and female mm-hmm. children. You cannot let your daughters see that you let your sons do your son and husband do absolutely nothing and then you yeah. and your daughter are the ones doing everything because what's that going to set for that's her? That's
0: an excellent point. Because then
1: that's all she's going to know. So then she's yeah. going to breed a household where her male counterpart and or sons don't have to do anything either. And then now your son's going to also see that he doesn't have to do anything either. It's just going to keep breeding this this cycle. So we're we're done with that.
0: We're not going to continue to perpetuate internalized misogyny where girls grow up thinking that they have to be the homekeepers and the boys grow up thinking that they could just do whatever the heck they want and have no consequences for it. Because honestly, the best partners, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: regardless of gender, are ones that make that initiative, the ones that actually help to keep the structure in place, that make the effort, and still provide that empathy and selflessness and all the above that we've talked about today. Mm -hmm. It's not easy. I think that's the fabric of the story that we're weaving here. It is not easy to be a good partner. Just like it's not easy to be a good parent. It's not easy to be anything. But like, you don't have to be on 110% every second of your life. But you need to like overall be investing quality in your relationships. Have your moments of pause, have your breaks. But overall, like you need to find it in yourself to put that effort into those relationships. You can't just take a backseat and play video games while your partner deals with all of the burdens around the house and carries the mental load, as you call it, throughout all those household duties. And if, if you have kids, kids on top of that and whatever, like, it's 2024. People like we need to be very egalitarian. Like mm-hmm. it needs to be equal on both ends of the spectrum. Here,
1: that's pretty much all it comes down to. is just effort and keeping it as equal as possible, and you will reap that in your relationship. Things will be happy and positive, and you'll feel good about it. Versus, like, why is you know why is he or she constantly always upset? Why I always feel like I'm fighting with you or. I can't, I feel like I can't talk to you or, you know, you just are so short with me all the time. Like there's reasons for those things. Yeah. So again, it's just effort. It's very simple. And you want someone who just doesn't make it hard for you. Like, why would you want to make life harder for your partner? So. Exactly. Find someone with those green flags and love away.
0: Hit them up. That's facts. Okay. So I am going to round off my list with two more. So the first one I am going to say is this one's like more of a minor green flag, but I'll say philanthropic. I'm not saying you you have to give a ton of money to charity, whatever the case is. I'm just saying be a good human being and give back to your community. Mm -hmm. Give back to people in need. It could be as simple as donations. It could be as simple as volunteering your time. It could be as simple as being a part of a cleanup initiative. It could be as simple literally as giving blood. I'm just saying it, it's always a green flag when somebody is giving back to their community and making a positive impact, making a difference. Like that is so huge because not enough people do it. I mean, we see all the time here in Arizona, there's constantly blood shortages because people mm-hmm. aren't getting blood enough. Yeah. There's constantly areas in the valley littered with trash because there's, not enough people going to clean it up. There's charitable organizations that don't have enough inventory because people aren't donating enough. And some charitable institutions that they don't have enough help Mm -hmm. because not enough people are volunteering. So it's like these institutions are always in need. Your community is always in need. Public institutions are some of the hardest to maintain Because it really does rest on the shoulders of the community. And being a good citizen and a good human, a big part of that is being philanthropic, giving back to your environment, and just showing respect for your fellow brethren in that city, county, state, country, wherever you are. It's so vital. And then I think the last green flag I'm going to leave you all with here today, Steeps. This shouldn't surprise anybody. This was a big topic of mine on red flags as well. But intelligence and critical thinking. Yeah. Intelligence and critical thinking. Intelligence and critical thinking.
1: So, a.k.a. anyone who's not an idiot.
0: Exactly. It's a
1: green flag. <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm just saying, look. <laughs> I should have said it like three times. It's 2024. There is really not an excuse to be ignorant anymore. We have a lot of resources at our disposal, sometimes too many. I understand that. But I think that while the age of the internet gets a lot of flack for breeding a lot of conspiracy theorists, a lot of people that are obviously just not giving educated opinions, I think more than anything, what it's exposed is the failure of our education system. Oh goodness. And I'm I'm being serious. And the just the inherent lack of people that can actually critically think. Because mm-hmm. there's a difference between being presented with real information and misinformation and accepting what you see at face value, mm-hmm. what you choose to believe, versus objectively analyzing all the information around you and making an educated decision. Like those are two very different things. And honestly, Steve, so there's just people out there that they, they just aren't cut from that cloth. They are not capable of doing that because they have not learned it. They have not went through the rigorous thinking to get to that point. And they have just grown up realizing that, Hey, I can just believe in what I want to believe. I, I well, can, there's
1: a correlation to that. Um, There's a correlation to that, and generally it comes from those who tend to be religious. There's a correlation between religion and the lack of critical thinking. Um, I'm going to leave it there. I will not proceed any further with that.
0: (laughs) I would argue more of the people that are really so deeply invested in religion that they don't even like bother with critical thinking. Mm -hmm. They kind of just throw it out the window. There are people that are a little bit of a conundrum, and I was one of these people at one point where... They consider themselves religious, but they also do have some of that capacity for critical thinking and they do examine things in say the context of science or evidence, right? Like looking through the lens of the evidence-based perspective. But yeah, more often than that, I do agree with you. It's just it's insane to me how challenged we are with this problem like it, it's so difficult and it seems like it'd be so easy to just again look at reality through the lens of the evidence-based perspective and be able to challenge your own thinking that is so hard for some people
1: mm-hmm. because there's you don't, this thing you don't called confirmation be, yeah, bias you don't want to be wrong like no human wants to be wrong
0: no it's confirm. it's called confirmation bias for a reason because Like, it's the same thing with with Fox, CNN, every news outlet that has a bias, they're trying to feed on that bias. They don't want to show you the other side, Mm -hmm. except if it's in a smearing light or if it's these, like, conspiratorial groups where they all just select the evidence that only supports them and then just ignore all the evidence that that doesn't support them. And it's ridiculous because if we objectively looked at all the evidence presented to us, we would truly then and only then be able to make an educated decision and a decision that is actually factually correct. So huge green flag if you're intelligent and critical thinker. If you're not, get some help. Really? (laughs) I mean, there are resources out there to help you. Um, to get on the path of critical thinking and empathy and all the things that we've talked about in this podcast, there are definitely resources out there for you. You just have to be able to use them. You have to be able to tap into them. Again, I'm sorry people it's 2024 no room to be ignorant anymore. If the institutions that we reside in aren't going to encourage more critical thinking, then we need to take it upon ourselves to advocate for critical thinking and whether it's ourselves or people we know that are stuck in these loops of confirmation bias, let's just go out there and, and let's really show the value behind this because ultimately it's so freeing when you critically think you see the world for how it actually is. And it's very freeing. And I mean, it's also a little depressing (laughs) because you do see problems that maybe you didn't see before. But ultimately, I think the liberation that comes with that, it just makes you feel so much clearer with your headspace.
1: I agree with that.
0: That's all I have to say for today. So thank you, Seeps, for joining us on this lovely journey here to kick off the year about green flags. And uh, we will return again soon with another episode we're planning to do a special for Valentine's Day called Love Languages. So be on the lookout for that. In the meantime, this is Tasia and Jared signing off. Until next time.
1: Until next time.
0: Thanks for joining. And stay frosty. Thanks for listening about Green Flags. If this podcast is your cup of tea, then please leave a review and subscribe for the latest freshly brewed ice-cold content. As always, let your thirst for curiosity leave you feeling enlightened.